that we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 21 through 32. Romans chapter 1. Romans 1, 21. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, And creeping things. Wherefore God also hath gave them up. To uncleanness. Through the lust of their own hearts. To dishonor their own bodies. Between themselves. Who changed the truth of God. Into a lie. And worshiped and served the creature. More than the creator. Who is blessed forever. Amen. And this same God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of a woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, Malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Father, I pray. I pray for our nation. God, that we would come back to be a nation that really loves you and is not afraid and ashamed to stand up and speak the truth and live the truth. And that our actions might prove the truth. Lord, show us the way this morning. Speak to our hearts. And we'll praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Paul wrote this letter uh, to the church at Rome while serving in a jail cell where he had been in prison for two years. This letter um, to Rome was different from other letters 
uh, in that he, he dealt with death and flesh and the immorality that was going on in the country. Verily, real issues he began to talk about, the reprobate mind, uh, the rejected mind, the foolish mind, and the mind that does not care what it thinks. Just this morning, I don't know about you, I, there was a, a pastor who was not from this country. He started out his message this morning. He said, as a little boy, I dreamed of one day being an American, being able to breathe free air without consequences. And he said, today, I'm thankful to God that I am a true American. I don't know how many of you can say that, but I hope that you can say that. And for what our flag stands for, and what our men and women in uniform stands for, not just the military, but all our law enforcement, all those who serve our country and put on a uniform to protect us against the evil and the fiery darts that Satan continues to throw at our nation. Of all nations in the world, as far as I'm concerned, we're the greatest. We have the biggest force of any force in the world. But yet sometimes we let little nations pick at us. And sometimes we, it seems we bow down. We have people coming into our country illegal. Well, what would you do if you had the opportunity from another nation to come to America illegally? I've been to other nations. Many of you have been to other nations. I love to go, but I'm going to tell you something. When you land in America, there's something about it. When that plane sets down and you know you're home, there's something about it. But after reading this portion of God's Word and comparing it with today, the question is, has America lost their mind? Who is America? Every person that was born here, as far as I'm concerned, is an American citizen. And those who have come and earned that, I'm thankful for them. We have the opportunity still to go to worship without fear. We have the opportunity to go to the polls and vote for who we feel is necessary to serve. It's an opportunity that we all need to take and be proud to stand up and say, I am an American. When I think about this and think about America losing her mind, according to verses uh, 21 through and 22, according to that scripture, these people, and I'm afraid America fits in this category this morning, became fools in their thinking. Fools in their thinking. 
And I've heard parents say, and I probably have said it to my boys, when something went haywire, what were you thinking? God may do that when we stand before him in judgment. He may say, you're an American. What were you thinking with decisions that you made? Or, listen, not to make. Well, I'm just not going to get involved. Well, ain't nobody running. I'm not going to vote. You are casting a vote for whoever goes in. Now listen, y'all, I'm telling you, you're not going to like some things that I'm going to say this morning, but that's okay. You have the right to ask me to leave. That's okay. I have other places to go and other fish to fry. They became fools in their thinking. They refused to give God the glory. That's what the Bible says. They refuse to give God the glory. Listen, he is the only one that deserves my glory to him for who he is and for, for, for creating America. Can you imagine? Listen to me. Can you imagine if you were an Indian in America when people came across the ocean saying they discovered America? Can you put yourself in their shoes? We recently made a purchase at a leather shop. And of course, I, you know, the, the, the young girl, she was real talkative. And we asked her about her faith in the Lord. And uh, in a little bit, she said, oh, here comes my husband. She said, he is a Cherokee Indian. Well, hey, I wanted to meet him and talk to him. It was a good conversation. Hey, you want to talk about Native Americans? It ain't me. <laughs> but I'm proud to be an American. But these people here, as well as many times us, we do not give God the glory. When you think of the earth, last night I was just thumbing through the channels and I come up on the NASA channel and I just laid there and watched they had, they had cameras but way out in space somewhere or another looking back at America. I'm thinking, wow, there's this big ball. It's just sitting there, just drifting along on its axis, making its turn as it goes around. I didn't set the seasons, did you? God set them. He's the one that keeps it tilted just right. And if he wants to stop it from turning, he can stop it from turning. He can turn it upside down if he wants to. It's his. The earth belongs to the Lord. And all, the Bible says, and all who dwell therein. We're in his hands, y'all. Lost or saved, we are in God's hand. And one day, we're going to stand before that God and we're going to give an account of our life and what kind of an American citizen we were. We're going to give an account for that stuff. Well, you know, they became fools in their thinking. When I think of the earth, I also think of the sun. Now, I may be off somebody, help me if I am. 93 million miles away. Hello, right, wrong. And what is it? Some kind of space apparatus that's two to three times further than the sun is out there? 
And I'm thinking, wow, where is heaven? If they've done travel three times 93 million miles? Hey, this thing is vast. But God is still on his throne. The earth is the Lord, the sun, the moon, the stars, the animals, the insects, the birds, the fish. An unregenerated man. You see, it's amazing to me. Noah, how long? 120, no less than 120 years. Worked on that ark, preached at night, went into the city, said, hey, y'all need to come and follow me. I'm following the Lord. It's going to rain. Ha, <laughs> ha, you stupid man. Only eight souls obeyed the Lord. Look at all the animals. Somebody said, how did he get all the animals in there? It wasn't his place. His place was to build the ark. God put the animals in there and provided through Noah. Hey, it's going to happen again. Not a flood, but the return of Jesus. It is going to happen again. And all those who name the name of Jesus is going with him back to heaven. And everybody else is going to be left right here. So if you're lost, today is the day to invite Jesus into your heart and follow him in baptism and be ready when that trumpet sounds. I'm not looking for signs. I'm listening for the shout. Now listen. You know what man says to all of this? I got a better idea. I got a better idea. Well, they refused to glorify God. They also, being fools in their thinking, they refused to give God thanks. That's what the Bible says. The Scripture says that. They acted like they were responsible for their own health, wealth, and influence. Listen, I have what I have today because God has allowed me to have it. Not that I deserved it, not that I earned it, but He has let me have it. It's on loan, by the way. It seems like here in the last two weeks, we have been bombarded with death. And every one of these people, you go by there, everything they had is still there. They didn't take it with them. They refused to give God thanks. They also, they had false gods in place, in place of Jehovah God. They built temples to these gods. Are we, are, are we in America not doing that? Building things that mean more to us than God himself. The Bible says in the scripture that they refuse, refuse to glorify God and to give him thanks. Listen, there is no other God, the Bible says, there's only one wise God, but there is a boatload of foolish gods. Well, they became fools in their thinking, according to the Scripture, verses 21 and 22. But secondly, in verses 23 through 27, they became foul. They became foul in their behavior. How about our behavior? The behavior of America. When people accept a lie as truth, their behavior is affected. Will you please just tell them this? 
Will you please just tell them that? Would you mind punching in for me? I'm going to be a little late. Just, would you punch in for me? I, I'm going home. I, I've um, I got to go fishing this afternoon. Is there any way you could just tell the boss man I got sick? I'm going to tell you something. I'd be scared to death to do something like that. Tell him I got sick. You ought to get sick. They exchanged the truth for a lie, according to the Bible. And war today is being waged on Christian citizens. That's why Paul was in jail, by the way. That's why he was in prison. That's why he was suffering as a Christian, because of preaching and standing for what's right. Would you dare stand for what's right? In an effort to make everything acceptable and do away with all notions of right and wrong, everything has been redefined. I won't, but I could take you back into the 59, 60 through 65, 66 era and bring you all the way up to today. But we don't have that kind of time this morning. But let me tell you something. We've gone from pro-life to anti-abortion. When is it right to kill an unborn baby? Never. Exactly right. Never. Listen, who is in charge of conception? God is. You aren't. I'm not. God is in charge of conception. It's never right to kill a baby. Again, flipping through the channels, they were, they were talking about these sea turtles that's coming onto the, the sea and, and rooting and digging and laying their eggs and covering and moving on. And, and the uh, shore patrol, I guess, I don't know who it was, put banners up. And they showed these banners to keep people from driving across the area where the eggs were. People were driving across anyway. And the guy who was in charge, the lawman, he says, he said, if we catch them, it is a federal offense. You will go to jail and serve time. And I'm thinking, turtle eggs? What about these babies by the thousands it's being aborted, never, ever having an opportunity. You know what I believe? We could be destroying a Christian president. We could be destroying a cure to cancer, a cure to Alzheimer's and strokes and all manner of diseases. But we're killing them by the thousands. And the government said, it's okay. Let them make their choice. Let them make their choice. From queer to homosexuals to gay. I want you to listen. You can turn me off if you want to. It's okay. But I'm going to say what I feel like needs to be said. What is a queer? A queer is an unusual, odd, strange person. They really don't fit in society. You hear me? I said don't fit. I didn't say they were not. In society, they don't fit in society. 
homosexual. People who desire company and love relationships with the same sex. Well, we've changed all the way from queer to homosexuals to gay. He's so gay. I want to slap somebody in the next week. It's sad. It is pitiful. Because a person to be a gay person is joyous, lively, and brilliant. That's me. You can call me what you want to, but I'm a happy guy. Hello? Oh, he's gay. He was born that way. No, he was not. He was not. She was not. They made a choice. And it's a rotten choice. And it hurts God to the pit of his stomach. I was born this way. I had a granddaddy who was an alcoholic, okay? And my daddy, in, in our, my early teenage years, I remember that he drank, okay? I don't know about my granddaddy, whether he made it or not. I don't know. He was dead after I was born, but I do know that my daddy made it, okay? My daddy gave it up. He gave up smoking. He gave up all this rock junk that he was doing that was destroying his health, okay? I tell our boys, let me tell you something, son. Alcohol runs in the family. You first, your first little nip might be one that takes you into becoming an alcoholic that you can't get free of. It's sad. If I become an alcoholic, I was not born that way. Okay? That's a pitiful excuse to say, I was born that way. No, you wouldn't. You made that stupid choice. The same way with drugs. I feel for people who have severe, severe pain and get on these drugs and it leads to other things. My daddy had such severe pain that the doctor put him on Oxycontin. Hello? I came home one day from work. Daddy lived on our place, and I'd check on him every evening. I walked in the house. Usually he was sitting in his chair. He wasn't there. I looked in this bedroom. He wasn't there. I hollered, Daddy, yeah, I'm back here. I walked back there. It's broad open daylight. He's laying in the bed, ain't got a stitch of clothes on. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm just taking a nap. I said, where's your clothes? Oh, have I not got clothes on? I mean, it was awful. I couldn't do nothing. I didn't know how to handle it. I had a cousin in Hartwell, Georgia, who would call regularly and check on Daddy. And I said, listen, Daddy's off on the deep end. This OxyContin has got him in the next world. I said, son, I don't know what to do. He said, can I come get you, Daddy? I said, if you want to now, it's your choice. He came and got Daddy. Long story short, kept him about three weeks well, every night when he began, wanted that Oxycontin, my cousin would go to the kitchen, get that peel, and snip just a little bit off, just a tiny bit, and give it to him. Well, he didn't say nothing until it got down and he saw a half a peel. Where's the other half? 
My cousin said, Uncle Junior, you listen. You need to get off of this stuff. This stuff is killing you and it's destroying your family. Oh, he had to fight him. But praise God, he got him off of it before he died a little bit at a time. No, he wasn't born that way. Now, we've gone from pro-life to anti-abortion, from queer to homosexual to gay, from stealing, listen, to misappropriating funds. We've gone from lying to misinformation. The Bible don't say a thing about misinformation. It says liars. It says drunkards. And all this stuff that leads up to the rot of our great nation. You know all these people is doing all this uh, rioting going on and, and, and stirring up things about these people who come into our, our country illegal and they're separated from their parents. What about when a person, when a man goes to jail and he's separated from his wife and children? They don't say nothing about that. All these people are stirring up things. I told Lynn, I said, they ought to put a helicopter in every place and shoot the tear gas in there on them and hope they make it. Clear out. I was in Gatlinburg one evening. Lynn was with me. We were standing in the, on the Gatlinburg streets, and there was the Hot Rod Show was in Gatlinburg then, and and the the law the the cars were out of control. The people were out of control. The intersections was blocked, and and the the loudspeaker came over from the police. Says, "People, please clear the intersections." Why they didn't pay that a bit more attention than nothing. They sent the the. the, the whatever squad thing from over uh, on the other side of the mountain, I forget the name of the town, with helicopters in the sky, with spotlights going, fire trucks coming down, and they would say, people, if you don't clear the intersection, we will clear it. They stood right there like I dare you. And I told Lynn, let's go inside this store. We went inside the store and looked out the window. They come down through there and every intersection they opened that hose up on that fire truck and they were knocking people down with water and I was just laughing. Hey, we told you to clear the intersection, okay? People think just because I'm in America I can do what I want to do as long as I want to do it and I don't care who likes it. Let me tell you something. There is coming a day when God's going to have his way. You can have your way if you want to. All you want to right now, do what you want to. But there's coming a day when God is going to have his way. Well, they refuse to retain God in their knowledge. The Bible says that. So what can be done about it? Listen, we must take God's word as our standard of living. That's our standard. It's not man's standard, it's God's standard. If, we're gonna, if we plan to go to heaven, we need to be working and living the standard that God has set forth in his holy word. We need to confess our sins and refuse to go the world's way. The Bible's very plain, come out from among them. Be ye separate, thus saith the Lord. And don't follow this junky crowd. We've got to stand on our faith. We stand on the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, listen, they became fools in their thinking. They became foul in their behavior. But they also, the last thing this morning, they became futile, in other words, useless, in their attempt at what? 
they were doing. According to verse 28 through 32, you see all those things that's named there. I mean, Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, didn't leave out anything. It's all there. And it's time that we as a church stood for what is right. At least the church needs to stand for what's right. We don't have to go along with it, but we need to stand for what's right. And that's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel is not what you hear on NBC, CBS, ABC, or CNN. The gospel is what you read out of the holy word of God. The Bible says, thus saith the Lord, okay? That's what he says. We need to find our place in society and lift the name of Jesus up. And for goodness sakes, when the flag is presented, stand, salute, and pledge, and not be ashamed of it. We need to teach our children the Bible way. Society's way has got us torn up. The teenage girl was coming down for a date, and the daddy was standing there watching her come down the steps. He waited. She got on the bottom step. He looked at her and said, Honey, where are you going? So I have a date tonight, daddy. You're leaving the house? He said, Yes. He said, You're not leaving in that outfit you have on. I don't see why not everybody else does it. Well, you go live with everybody else, but you're not going to live in this household and dress like you're dressed. Hey, sometimes I don't leave no room for imagination. The Bible says if my eye offends me, I need to plug it out. Hey, quit giving me something to look at. You human? You understand? It's important. One of the boys said, well, everybody else is doing it. I said, well, who you want to go live with? Get your stuff and go. It's okay. Well, I don't want to do that. It's okay. You're going to do what I say right here as long as you're under this roof and I'm clothing and I'm feeding and I'm worshiping God. You're going to do what I ask you. Or you can move. I mean, that's just how it is. You can move out. So the oldest, he chose to move out. He got his stuff packed. I went back to the bedroom. I heard his door shut. I heard him going out the hallway. I heard the back door shut. My heart fell into my stomach. I thought, what have I done? Just a few seconds, seemed like an hour. I heard footsteps coming back down the hall. I heard his door open and shut. He quit school with six months to go in his senior year. Get up, son, it's time to go to school. I ain't going to school, I quit. I said, well, when'd you do that? He said, Friday. Turned in my books, I'm done with it. I said, what's your plan? I have no plan. I said, okay, I do. I said, we have block to lay, get your work clothes on and do it now. He got up, he got dressed. I tried my best to wear him out. We laid block all week long, as hard as I have ever laid block. The next Monday coming, I went in, I said, son, get, your, get up and get your work clothes on, it's time to go. Daddy, 
I'm going back to school. Good choice. No, I wasn't the best daddy. But I tried to discipline and train and teach. It's over with now. They're gone. They have their own children. It's necessary, guys, that we teach our children the right way. Listen, these precious souls that went out of here a while ago, those little ones in this teenage crowd that we have right here, this is our church of tomorrow. And I think sometimes, what kind of church is this church going to be tomorrow? That's why I love these guys, and I want to teach these guys and train these guys along with you parents as to what kind of leadership we need in this place. So that First Baptist is back. Brother Mac one time said, hey, this church is this, this church is this, and this, and this. But we are First Baptist and will remain First Baptist who preaches and teaches the Word of God. Hey, is anybody going to say something else? I say may God have mercy on America. We've, gone, we've grown cold toward God. We leave out and leave our commitment to Him. We forget the commands of God because we don't follow them anymore. We communicate um, with other gods and not our God. There's no compassion. There's no concern for the lost. And I think, how many this week have you witnessed to, have I witnessed to and invited and encouraged to come to the Lord and to come to church? I'll sit with you. I'll walk with you. I'll do anything I can to get you on the right track. One nation under God. With liberty and freedom and justice for who? For who? All. All people. And it's in God we trust. I'm going to close with this statement. Listen carefully. If America ever forgets we are a nation under God, we will be a nation gone under. Today, if I were not saved, I would get saved because Jesus is soon to come back and get the church. Not this building, but the people who worship here. I beg you, I challenge you. Today, Jesus said, is a day of salvation. I beg you, I plead with you. Think about what we're doing. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch hearts, touch lives. Lord, without you, we're nothing. I know with you I can accomplish all things, but I know without you I can't do a thing worth telling about. And Lord, I pray right now that you'd touch hearts and souls. Lord, help us to repent of our sins. Help us to continue every day to pray for our nation and our leaders and for one another. Lord, touch us in a special way in Jesus' name. Amen.